Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Praise the Lord. I am praying that everyone is doing great and that uh, in the time, for the last time that we've put out a Out of the Blue from Blue Zion Ministries, that all has been going well for you. And God's been good. We're traveling different states, faces, and places. Looking forward to uh, some uh, extended trips as the Lord would lead us. Been seeing some baptized in Jesus' name, some receiving the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, just the last revival uh, that we were at, some revival services in Tennessee, a sister had testified that uh, of complete healing, uh, like lightning that went through her from head to toe. She rejoiced even the next service coming back to saying that she was healed. A lot of great things. Our God is a healer. And um, I pray that he will give you, uh, amen, that healing touch today inside, outside. So greetings in the mighty name of Jesus. I would like to just touch base with Second Timothy today. Uh, we've been reading uh, the epistles lately in my personal study. Go just a little bit different direction today. Still tying in some of those Wonderful Hebrew nuggets, if I could. Um, but Second uh, Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, Shaul, or Paul, an apostle of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a great todarabah, simply says, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance, zakhar, of thee in my prayers night and day, so 24 hours a day. He's praying, he's remembering, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I called, here it is again, remembrance, the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in thee also a generational flow. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, again the third time, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Again, a generational transference in the sense of a spiritual lineage. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. Paul referring and talking to Timothy, and then simply saying, Zachar, remember, remember, remember. So if I could entitle this, just kind of like a 360 remember. All the way around, I'm going to remember. 
wherever it is, whatever it is he wants me to get a hold of on a particular day. Uh, amen. Whatever I need to remember to strengthen me. Uh, that's what I want to possess. I want to dive off into uh, a, a thought here, speaking of remembering. Um, I remember some of the times when in North Dakota, I worked on some farms with my family. And I may mention some of this in the past, but I do remember this season that we're in, the fall, uh, how that from sunup to sundown, I would ride on a potato harvester <laughs> as the blade would be lowered from the tractor that pulled it ahead of the, what I would call the monstrous clanking, pulley happening, belt grinding, chain snapping kind of machine. <laughs> But the spuds came up and they went through those various conveyors. I was there to take the lumps out, the bad potatoes out, so that once they reached their destination, it would be less lumps as possible. M more spuds for the storehouse and less dirt involved. But I would come at the end of the day as if it were looking as black as possible with the dirt um, all around my face all around my neck, my ears. It was something you couldn't escape. Uh, even if you wore gloves, you still had dirt under your nails. Uh, your hair was plastered with dirt. Sun up, sun down. I remember those days, 11, 12, 13 years old. And um, maybe not such laborious always in the fall season. There was a lot of celebrations, a lot of uh, church activities and fires and roasted marshmallows and s'mores and lot of great things. But when you reach that fall season again, it helps you to remember those great times. Times that, whether it be labor or celebration, times whether it be with your fellow worker not knowing them really well, or family that you knew very well. Church family that you enjoyed being around and rubbing shoulders with. What Timothy was being summoned by Paul to remember and I want to, if I could, uh, say that the 400 silent years were not as silent as we think they were in between Malachi and Matthew, in between the M&Ms. There was not as much histor historical silence as some would think. Uh, there was a lot of things happening. Uh, some would even begin to read uh, the book of Maccabees. I believe there's one and two. There's other kinds of writings that uh, there was a lot that had happened there. As a matter of fact, if you begin to reach out uh, into the history um, of, you know, 400 years, if you think of 400 years, uh, that's really a lot of time uh, in the sense that if you look at 400 years, the United States has been around for around 400 years and a lot has taken place to get us from there to here. A lot of change, a lot of innovation and so I don't think there was silence as we may have thought it was. With that in mind, we've got to keep in mind that through all of that history, there was a push from the West. Usually it was from the East, empires from the East. This one was from the West. It was the Greek Empire, Alexander the Great, the big push, probably the most expansive territorial push of any empire. And it brought with it culture. It brought with it its gods with small g's. So in a nutshell, and I must hasten if I could, I'm 
this uh, podcast today, uh, but uh, it brought a challenge to the one God believers, uh, to those that were challenged of the surrounding Hellenism, they would call it. Uh, There was, uh, you know, the Samaritans uh, that were near them. There was still um, the Edomites, as it were, those to the south, and the Greek Empire in Egypt, of course, and Syria being controlled by the Grecian Empire, at least the generals that uh, had ha- were allotted to their own rule. Yet Hellenism was always a threat uh, to the children of God. Uh, there's about five things in the study of concerning such a threat, uh, one of them to maintain and establish their Jewish identity, because there was always the struggle, how far do we go where there's too much Hellenism within our belief system, within our culture. One was to maintain the one temple to the one God. Another was a unique life rituals, you know, different habits, uh, cultural things from the Torah that held them um, Amen, within the grip of uh, God's grace, you could say. There was the purity laws. Uh, There was also um, the one sacred text. There had to be the sacred text. Uh, Couldn't be a diversity of texts. They would always look to, uh, amen, the one God uh, and the one word of the one God. But to complete the fifth, in my mind, amen, was the festivals the feasts. And so we're celebrating those feasts here in um, this September, October, the feast Yom Teruah, the feast of trumpets, Rosh Hashanah are begun, then the 10 days of awe, and then just a little bit ago, we recognized Yom Kippur. Uh, And with all of that, there's this sense of he's coming, but he's coming to judge. Yes, the trumpet's going to sound, the catching away is going to happen. The Lord will return. Amen. But in the sense of the laws, excuse me, in the sense of the feast itself, amen, th- this was a time of uh, uh, interactive introspection to one's heart, allowing the Lord to put a spotlight, uh, amen, upon our heart. Ten days of awe, of repentance. Yom Kippur, simply saying, we accept the blood. I need the blood of the Lamb to do it for us, that once a year. This was the one feast where everyone was basically commanded to stay in their own homes. You didn't need to bring a lamb. You, you, amen, knew that the high priest was going to do it for you. And what a shadow, what a type, amen, of how the Messiah would be upon the cross. Our blood couldn't do it, but his spotless, sinless blood did. And so all of these feasts, and now, of course, we're coming into the Feast of Tabernacles soon, his provision, they wandered for 40 years, always knowing, amen, that he would provide for them in the desert places. Regardless of um, a lot of the detail today, because it would take five more podcasts, and maybe we'll talk more about that in the future, but uh, there is so much um, to be, could I say, tied into the sense of remembering. These feasts, spring feasts, fall feasts, cause us to remember who he is, to remember our identity so that Hellenism or the Greek culture wouldn't take um, precedence over our identity, our identity and who we are. 
there was that constant decision to do we embrace more Hellenism or Greek culture or, or are we still looking to, uh, amen, tie into the ways of the God of Jerusalem and of Israel. And so we really struggle with the same things today. We really do. Um, different time zone, different, <laughs> different millennia, as it were. But if, if we could establish the big picture just real quickly, and this is what I'm heading to, and we have this whole 360, it's, it's all the way around remembrance. God simply used as much as is possible. Amen. Remember the word so that you remember me. Wear the blue so that you remember the commandments and the relationship you have with me. Remember, amen, the moon, the sun, the stars. When the praises go up, amen, the glory comes down. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name, Hashem, the name of the Lord, amen, uh, shall always uh, be the same, shall always prevail, um, shall always be praised. And so with the feast, with the 360, not just everything around us, but 360 in the sense of their calendar, uh, the big picture is, of course, January through December. We could go through it all, but there was the former rain, the latter rain. There were particular seasons uh, where the harvest began. One of them was the barley harvest, which tied into Passover. One of them was the wheat harvest, which tied into Shavuot or Pentecost. One of them was the, uh, the grapes, and that would have been in August, figs in September. Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles, which would be the olive harvest or one of the last harvests, would be in October, which would be right around the time where the oil was crushed from the olives on the Feast of Tabernacles. So I just want to simply say that the five senses of the children of Israel, when they smelt, when they could sense uh, the fall air, or maybe it was the spring, uh, maybe it was during the former rain or the latter rain, or whatever it was, whatever harvest it was, I mean, they could... Remember by handling and harvesting and celebrating. Amen. And that whenever that came around to another 360, another year, just those smells would remind them of a God who loves them from Old Testament times, from Moses' times, from times of antiquity to the time that they lived presently. Isn't that awesome? In other words, God used <laughs> uh, the agriculture it became a habit, a way of life. The festivals were habitual actions that drew their minds back to the memory of what they were all about. The smells, the growth, the harvest. It prompted them of who they were, adopted children. Amen. The way of the Lord that uh, was transparent and performed in their lives. So in a nutshell, I just wanted to bring that to you today. Amen. It's a remembrance of 360. Amen. Not just everything around us needs to tie us into the wonderful Savior. But what we taste, touch, smell, see. Uh, amen. In every season of our life, just as it did for them. Amen. It helps us remember what he did for us. If we smell the barley, it helps us remember the blood he shed. That's Passover. If we smell the wheat in the harvest fields, <laughs> amen, we'd begin to realize that that is when he filled us with the fire. And if we smell the olives and that holy anointing, amen, and all of the figs that are around us, the grapes that are present there, 
all of the rich harvest. It reminds him of, reminds us of plenty and how he has, he has supplied his children even in desert times, wilderness times. Bar mid the bar, mid the wilderness. So all of these things together, amen, Paul is saying, remember, Timothy, whatever it takes, remember. But chapter 2 and verse 3 simply says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a good, good soldier, to be a soldier. So praise God. Amen. I'm excited just about some of this information. Just want to shout in the studio today a little bit here. <laughs> so let, let everything mark your memory of who he is, how he supplies, how he's given, your relationship with him, the fire that fills you. Let it be a 360 remembrance in these fall festival season. And whatever season it is. You remember the song, the former rain, the latter rain, together? I'm not talking about the weather. Amen. It, this wonderful Holy Ghost we have. Amen. It's, it's everything every day. It's a 360 every day, isn't it? Amen. But at the same time, it doesn't negate the fact that the timing of the feast are still there. Amen. And that the law of the Lord lives in our hearts. Amen. And the blood still flows from Calvary. Thank God we're living in this day, exciting times. Amen. Let's just continue to remember. May not smell like potatoes. Amen. May not be dirt under your fingers, but whatever it is that reminds you of, amen, how you labor for the Lord or dance in the fields. Amen. Let it be uh, that of a 360 remembrance. Amen. Remember us in prayer. Blue Zion Ministries, our travels. Amen. We covered your prayers. Don't forget there's Israel information, bluezionministries.com. People are jumping on board. Love to have you on board. Get a hold of us if you could. That's Pilgrim Tours out of Pennsylvania. Uh, if you need any information, uh, again, uh, our email, sylvesternolock at gmail.com. Um, and uh, we just covered your prayers at every level. We thank God for every supporter, those who are financially supporting us. Thank you, thank you. Please always go through your pastor, your wonderful shepherds out there. Amen. And uh, we'll just continue to hold you up in prayer as well. Went a little longer today, uh, and uh, just a little bit of uh, uh, news in the sense that uh, if the Lord will, we're going to meet with uh, my three sons shortly, my son, my two son-in-laws. We might do a quick podcast with having them all together. And uh, we'll see what happens there. So, uh, all right. Amen. Keep the fire flowing. Keep uh, your eye on the sky. Amen. Do the blue every day. Have relationship uh, in your heart, soul, strength, and mind for Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Have a good day. Shalom. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at bluezionministries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. 
please invite a friend. And remember, remain zealous over Zion.